Please note that this episode contains graphic content that some people may find uncomfortable. If you want to avoid this content, please skip to the next episode now. Thanks for listening to A Modern Shaman. Everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman. Hello and welcome back to A Modern Shaman, week four, Kim. I know. That was fun. Well, last week was a doozy. So yeah, let's I, see what happens this week. I, I, yeah, I was like, um, I went through a lot last week. I went sure. through a lot with like, is this what I really want to be doing? I know. I know you were really um, hesitant about even sending it out. You had some moments. Um, it was pretty heavy content it was pretty raw it was um it was yeah it was really hard for you i'm sure it was hard for me too and it was your story <laughs> yeah right but you know what i love about it is that once it's out there it's out there you know you can't right. you can't take it back now right it's, which it's is out in the airwaves yeah out in the pod waves out in the pod waves making its way but yeah, it was, it was challenging doing the writing for it. Remember I was trying to do some writing for the website mm-hmm. for it and uh, just the wording and what do you say? And, and we never got back to the title, right? So I was like, we have to do a part two. And then you're like, no, we have to bring back the laughter. <laughs> I know. I think we need to lighten it up. But, right. um, but you know, I think you and I have a lightness, so yeah. hopefully that well we balance it. Did do the clearing at the end, right? So Absolutely. stuff started coming up for you, right? And we, you know, blew it out and did that light that light healing, and we, like I said, didn't get back to the title, which was what constitutes rape, right? So was that rape? And I'd love our listeners to write in and tell us their thoughts and give us their stories. But a lot of people aren't listening to it because because of the title, fucking title, and because I put graphic content. Beware, any children around, turn off the phone. (laughs) Like I'm going to say the same thing this time because we have our very first guest. Yay! I know. I'm super excited to bring her on and. Because of what evolved through our conversation, I was like, you have to be on the show. So I, I'm going to do nameless people so that uh, the names are protected. Uh, the names are changed to protect the innocent. But also, you guys, every story here is copywritten. Uh, it is illegal to use these stories or any facsimile thereof my story or any of the women's uh, stories that are on this podcast or written about here. So welcome, my friend. 
Thank you. Hi. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Um, Thanks for coming. I know this isn't a topic that everybody wants to jump into, but um, for me, after listening to your last episode, um, I had an epiphany and I remembered... Um, well, yeah, I wanted to preface that with like, right. you, you, you know, what I asked you. So because right. I felt like women weren't listening and I didn't want it out there and I, I called you up and I was like, okay, give me your first emotional response. And your first emotional response was your... Rape was the reason. Rape was the reason why my mother was so fractured and um, yeah. why she... Uh, got sent on a path from 15 to 52 on escaping her own body after yeah. um, a rape happened at about 14 or 15 years And that's what age. you said to me. Yeah, yeah. That, this, uh, that that was the first memory it brought up for you was your mom telling you about her rape. How old were you? I was probably about 13 when she told me. And I wondered, you know, why is my mom so depressed? Like, why, why does she keep trying to leave me or leave the world or yeah, leave all escape. of us escape? And did you get some kind of like reading on that at thirteen? Did, did you understand why she was telling you? So perhaps it didn't happen to you, or did you understand that was like? What did you get from that? I knew that my mother could not open up to her own mother. Her own mother was a very strong woman yeah. and maybe a little intimidating and just they didn't have, you know, that kind of openness, especially then. My my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom was a lot older than her. Um, so her telling me the story was so that we would have a relationship that would be free of secrets. Nice. Yeah. That I would be able to come to her if, you know, something happened. To me. Yeah. I did the same thing with my youngest. Yeah. I wonder if your grandmother had her own stories that she was trying to push down. And, uh, you know, what, that your, maybe your grandmother was fractured, as you put it, as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And my mom, who was also older mm -hmm. and wouldn't share any of her childhood, really. You know, went to the boarding school at the Isle of Wight and... You know, my father was a milliner and wouldn't, I couldn't get anything out of her, but she was 40 when she had me. And so I said I was going to have my kids super young. So <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> so that I could relate to them. And um, yes, my grandmother had two children at, you know, 20 and maybe 25 or something, 27. And then 40 comes along 40 something she has another baby and yeah it's like my mom so yeah and my aunt was like so embarrassed because she's like oh my and, you know that's that's my mom's baby it's not mine <laughs> it should be mine everybody thought oh, wow. it was hers but yeah the, the disparity in age and also my grandmother was <clears throat> not a soft person she kept a very strong exterior she was in a man's world you know, she was in politics. Mm. She always worked. You know, she bought the houses for the family. She was the man of the family. Wow. So, I, and at times I'd see that she would be sad. She would never cry. She just sort of did this moaning thing. <laughs> so, so I can see why my mom could not open up to her. Yeah. It just, 
It couldn't happen. And yes, was it TMI for me at young age to hear these stories? I mean, my mom told me a lot of things that I wish. Is there a brain eraser out there? Can I erase (laughs) these memories from my brain? Um, But she did it so that, God forbid, something happened to me. I would be open. I'd be able to express myself. I wouldn't keep the secrets. It wouldn't eat me up. Right. Right. And then the next thing we talked about, because obviously, well, just to touch on what you just said, it didn't really work, right? Right. As far as what happened to you. And then, you know, you're eaten up by her story. So whose parent is correct? Is the parent who's telling all these deep, dark secrets, creating a confidant, the correct one? Or is the parent that is not saying a word and making the kid guess the right? No, guys out there in podcast land, there is no right or wrong way. We do the best we can with what we know until we know better. And that's what, that's really all we've got. So, so the next thing that happened. Well, I realized that this also happened to me at 14 and it happened at a time that there was so much going on. My, my parents were getting divorced. Uh, My mother and I were leaving town literally the next day, if not the day after that. So I, you know, I went out to a party. A girlfriend says, I'm going home with my other girlfriend and this guy is going to take you home. It was a ride that went awry. You know, yeah. maybe I, you know, I was okay with a few little things. Maybe I wanted to go to the beach that day and put my toes in the in the water, but I didn't want to get dragged out into high seas, you know, <laughs> which is what happened. That's a great way to put it, yeah. You know, and... <laughs> Yeah, I felt overwhelmed, but he took me home on time. So I just the next day packed up my bags, packed up this incident and put it away in my mind and went thousands of miles away and really didn't think about it too much again and certainly wasn't going to bring it up to add to the stress of my mom and, and our new transition to a new life moving, you know, in so you kept it to yourself. So I kept it to myself. Yeah. And I'm a people pleaser. So I, I you know. Oh, we're going to get into people <laughs> yeah. pleasing in a minute. Um, but, the, but the healing from the, sh- which, you know, from what we were talking about. Was that the next day after I listened to your podcast for the first time, I talked about my incident in therapy. I mean, to me, that is like unreal. Right. Because that's right. Before we start the show, we set an intention and we hope that people out there are able to talk to somebody or get help or or find a new way of looking at the incident so that you're not so strung out by it and, and, and depleted by it. That, yes, that happened. And, um, you know, how how we shift our perception around what happened and create a new container for our bodies to hold what happened is the healing and the fact that you went to the therapist after hearing the show to me is like, okay, my job's done. I can stop. <laughs> Good job. I'm done. And see, yeah. Did what uh was telling your therapist the first time that you had shared this outside your own brain, your own voice in your head? Um, yeah, because in my mind, you know, also I like to put a positive spin on things. 
Um, I didn't really look at it as rape. Um, but if you, you know, look it up, a 14 year old with a 22, 23 year old, that's rape by definitionally statutory, you know? So I, um, yeah, it, it happened. It was, that is what it is. That is what it was. I might have put a flowery, you know, spin on it. I might've said, okay, you know, this happened, but I'm going to move on. Did you, did you feel you asked for it? Um, did you ever well, feel because you put yourself in that position, you'd ask for it? I mean, a kind of, I guess you think like, well, you didn't say no, like, and also, yeah. See, I feel, and I still have problems with the fact that I feel like I asked for it. But in the moment, you know, not to get too graphic, but in the moment when it was just like first wave coming on, whoa, guy, this is heavy. Second wave come on, whoa, let me just hold my breath, go under, take this. Right. Third wave, I'm like tapping out, like, dude, hello. I'm, this is, I'm done. You know, can we, no, no one's home. Nobody was home in there. I'm tapping yeah. out and nobody was home. Yeah. So it yeah. was like, even in the moment, that is, that is rape. Yeah. You know? So, and, and, you know, we were trying to, when we were trying to write about it, it was like, what, what do we call it? Sexual assault when this happened. And, you know, for me, that wasn't the first one. I mean, I was gang raped with a gun to my head. And talk about tapping out, you know, like, and then what you do with that, again, you think it's your fault because you invited them over to play cards and hang out and then there's a gun to your head. So nobody deserves to be raped. And no, I don't really feel like I deserved it anymore. But I spent a long time thinking, you know, well, you invite, you had those kids over and Kim, you even kind of said, well, you, I, I can't remember what you said, but it was kind of like, well, you were a left and like, didn't you know? <laughs> I know you didn't mean it like that, but it was kind of like at 11 years old, you were, a, you know. It, well, it, I think I, I remember asking you if, you know, at 11, that's young. Like, and there's an innocence that still that is still attached to being 11. I asked you if that innocence was still intact for you. And. Yeah, and that's a good question. Is is the innocence of the Hollywood Hills right? That's what we talked about before this incident you had. Right, and did something happen that I don't remember? Yeah, because I, you know, like for sure. You know, why was I going up in the hills and smoking cigarettes at eight years old? Right. You know, why did I eventually run off and I I did. I don't think your average person really realizes that sometimes little people, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds are thrown into adult worlds and the adult situations. Yeah. And they just pretend, you know, fake they it till you make it. it. They don't see it coming because it's they never don't. happened before. They don't see it coming. Well, and I, I have to ask because have both of you seen the Pamela Anderson no, not yet. Oh, I God. did see an interview with her. Okay, so I won't give it away, but I watched it and I'm like, of course, she's talking about what happened to her when she was young on the same week that we, or I watched it. It wasn't on the same week that she made the movie, but that, you know, we're talking about this. It is time. It's not, 
you know, people are like, why didn't you do this during Me Too? Because the Me Too movement was a huge movement. It was a huge awakening. It wasn't time for me to get my story out and to ask other women to bring their stories forward. Now is. You look at Pamela Anderson coming out with hers. And it's not like we haven't been doing this since, you know, I remember back in the 90s, it was like your father molested you and da, da, da. You know, yes, I remember asking my dad. We were walking down Glen Alder, living in the Hollywood Hills, and he was visiting. And we were, he's old. He's got to be in his 70s, maybe. I said, Papa, did you ever molest me? Good and for you. He said, what the heck? He goes, if, if in my day, you know, he's Russian guy, I would have been smacked at the kitchen table if I'd been, you know, I'd been smacked if I'd asked that question. And I'm like, oh, well, wow. I don't. I don't know, Papa. Like I, I, something happened to me. Something happened. It wasn't right. just that I was in this adult world, and right. something must have happened. But, but again, I want to go back to no victims volunteers, and I know that might be really challenging for people who have been molested at a young age or had horrific things happen to them. And by no means am I trying to minimize or negate your experience. And if you've had an experience you haven't talked about, please look on the website at the suicide hotlines, at the abuse hotlines, at the rape hotlines that we have up there, because it's no joke. We, you know, what I chose for this lifetime for myself was so that I could stand up here and be a voice and 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 feel empowered by my stories rather than victimized by them. When you were like, oh, you poor thing. Like, no, I want people to hear the story and not say, oh, you poor thing, but say, wow, I know a friend that has a similar story or I have a similar story and I want to feel empowered by my story too. Okay, but when I say you poor thing, I'm talking to 11-year-old girl. Yeah. I'm talking to my own 11-year-old girl. I... And I have a story that is extremely similar. I was 15 and he was 23 and I got put in a shitty situation mm-hmm. and didn't know what I was doing. And alcohol was involved and it shouldn't have been. I was 15. So I'm talking to yeah. 11-year-old Isabella. She's still in there somewhere. And, and so well, she's what she's done is she's taken her power back. Good. Do you know what I mean? Beautiful. And, and, and you know, she's had a lot of awes and beautiful moments and soul retrievals and all the woo-woo. And let, let me just say this. Sometimes we're not going to a party. It's not a bad intention. Um, I had a third epiphany I really want to share. Um, this happened to my brother also. But he had good intentions for himself. He wanted a better life for himself. So at 14, he wanted academic guidance. You know, he was an athlete. He wanted to go to college. So he um, was befriended by a teacher and he went to live with this teacher. I was so against it. Um, But anyway, he chose this for himself, uh, not blame and shame. Um, Not to drag the family into it. I'm just going to say that my brother did have good intentions for himself. He wanted a better future than what he he saw was going to happen. So he chose this teacher to be a mentor and live with this teacher. 
And this teacher manipulated him, took advantage of him, um, exploited him, and it haunted him for the rest of his life. And although he did go to college and he did have a lot of dreams come true, um, that affected him and ended his life shortly. Um, and at his funeral, um, which was recent, uh, mm-hmm. a girlfriend came up to me. Um, she was a friend of my brother and his girlfriend, and she was a little bit younger than them. And she said to me, your brother told me, you know, when I was your age, I wish someone would have come to me and told me, get thee to therapy or, you know, the importance of talk therapy and getting it out. And I wish someone would have just emphasized how important it is to just get out the shame and blame and the secrets and talk to someone. And she said, because he didn't judge her, he didn't should on her, you should get to therapy. He just said, I wish for me, I, at your age, I would have gotten to therapy and she did shortly get into therapy after that. And she just came up to me to, to say thank you to my brother. And, and the impact that, and he, the made impact on that he made on her. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. And that is a hard epiphany for me to say. Yeah. My brother, my mother at 14, 15 raped, me at 15, 14 raped, and my brother also, you know taken advantage of so yes it happens to boys it happens to girls it happens to all of us yeah it 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 can it can it can happen to all of us and you know the healing piece right the healing piece and taking our power power back and getting out of that karmic loop that we've been stuck in for so long you did this to me i'm going to come back and do it to you you did this to me and i'm going to carry this energy this anger, this resentment, this frustration, this whatever toward the parent that wasn't there taking care of us, toward the friend that betrayed us and let that happen to us, to to the men or women that abused us and hurt us, or rather say, I'm out. I take myself out of the karmic loop. God only knows what I did to you in a past life. That's my, that's the way I deal with it. You deal with it however you like. And, and I have to go back to Pamela Anderson's movie because the next day I saw Reba McIntyre on TikTok saying, I just want Pamela to talk about what it was like at the Playboy Mansion. I want her to talk about Hugh Hefner's real, I don't what think he's that's Reba's really doing. I know. I don't it's think not, you're not, you're I'm not, not getting it, but I'm, 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 I, 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 I was like, I, it's not at all Reba's accent, but it was the attitude behind it. That's how I felt. So I just gave the accent of how I felt bet- by uh-huh. her attitude behind this need to hear dirt when Pamela was all love, all like didn't. Uh, and I think I put on that TikTok. She's not. She's all love and light. She's not the kind of person to throw someone under the bus. And. You know, bless Reba's heart for whatever she wants to know that she's watching the Playboy. She said, I've watched it already and I want to know more. I don't mean, I, I, I don't, that's not my energy. My energy is more Pamela's energy of like, love them all, bless their hearts. They've got 
their own price to pay. I don't want to carry that energy. So if I can leave everyone today with that feeling of lightness, like you said at the beginning of the show, the lightness that surrender. And, you know, I want to ask you, jump back. Um, You just quickly said the victims volunteers thing and, and, um, That's a really big concept. So I just wanted to like go back and touch on it Um, in your good vibes. Do you call it an Oracle deck? Yeah, I guess we could call it that. It's in that positive affirmation deck. The good vibes. Positive affirmation deck. (laughs) Available now. Um, (laughs) In uh, Spanish. I have. (laughs) In Spanish. I have pulled the card um, for myself. Okay. And it, I think specifically it says, there are no victims, only volunteers. Right. And I looked at that and I was like, what the fuck? Right, right. So I had to go to the, well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I haven't got a clue. Like, I, that, that was, that's one that I pulled that I really have to I know. go deep on. I know. Like, because what could that mean? And what did she mean by that? Isabella, as the author, but I realize it's not about what Isabella, the author of these cards, um, had in store for me in pulling this card today. You know, it's what is what spirit is, what the universe is, what my own self, my soul needed to tell me in that moment. Right. So what is it? And it is what you're saying. It's um, so basic, but it's a huge concept. So are we victims? Are we going to let ourselves be victimized by our stories? Or are we going to look deeper as you're, as you're suggesting yeah. um, and look for how it's possible. It's hard to think of it this way sometimes, but it's very possible that we are working through shit we need to work through. Right. And, and it's that simple. And okay. It's a very deep concept for me to introduce it in this way. Mm-hmm. But how about just bringing it into the present moment and how you're victimizing yourself, you're volunteering yourself up as a victim in your life. Oh, poor me. Oh, this happened again. This always happens. Why does this person always treat me that way? Why am I always getting shit over here? Why do I always get shit on? Why am I... You're volunteering yourself to be the victim of your life. So, yes, I'm introducing a huge concept around it in this way. But why not just break it down simply and do it that way? Well, I was going to say that we just can't fathom that somebody like my mother would volunteer to have this tragic life and be, you know, insult after injury, after insult, after injury. You know, the first rape was not the first. I mean, it was the first. It wasn't the last. Um, But maybe in turmoil, maybe in that dirty soil comes a flower, maybe we take a bad thing and it can be turned around into a good thing. Into a beautiful thing. Into a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, like the lotus flower, right? Yeah. It, it grows in the dirt and the grime and the gut and the, you know, and the grime. And, and maybe that is where art comes from. And maybe, you know, one person's pain can be another person's um, beauty. Beauty. And that, and, 
And it's interesting you brought that up about art because as an artist, it is important to have the pain and suffering. A lot of beautiful poetry, a lot of beautiful books, a lot of beautiful art come from that pain. So, you know, how can you, our listener, if you've experienced or know somebody who's experiencing pain, find the beauty, find the lesson, find the, even if you don't believe in karma and coming back and and everything I'm talking about, that's okay. But like you just said, honey, find the beauty, turn the soil, find a bird's eye view and another way of looking at your story and your life as a lesson Mm -hmm. and how you can now find someone to share it with, write about it, let it go, give it to another woman to hold for you. And as you know, I think I said this before, as we're all holding each other's hands now and moving, you know, this energy out of our bodies so that we can embody this divine feminine. But does divine does the divine feminine have to be all beauty and light and can't it have some of the darkness? It's gonna the, have to. Right? It's and the balance. The exactly. Balance. And yeah. as we've as we've touched on before um, in other episodes, things happen. This world, this planet Earth, has a density that is basically built in suffering. It's actually what I believe we came here to experience. I mean, you know, that's just me. That's just where yeah. I've come to. Um, that's another topic for another. For sure. Story. But, but yeah. these things happen to us. They affect us. We're always going to have the memory unless we don't. Unless, <laughs> right. Unless, unless it gets blocked. So mm-hmm. But as again, as as we've kind of already touched on, it doesn't have to define it. Right. And it made us who we are. And we can be grateful that we are made in a little survivor. <laughs> we can be grateful that we survived it. Yeah. And we, we can share why did we survive it. I don't know. There's yeah. a positivity in me that just kept kept us kept, going, kept right? going, kept one foot going. in front of another. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and and letting us uh, witness you. your story and and um, I know there's you have a lot more story as I do, mm-hmm. and uh, next week we're going to move on to some lighter topics and not have this entire podcast be heavy, 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 but. You know, people are starting to come forward with suicide stories and, um, you know, we still have my marriage at a young age and addiction stories. And so, um, yeah, Kim, we're rocking and rolling, sister. Woo! Until the next time. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Have a blessed and beautiful week. Until the next time. Love you. Bye. Peace.